everybody to week three the experimental dynasty podcast what's going on brian nothing much how are you i'm doing great uh i actually just got back i texted you about it but i just got back from a chocolate milk party today's national chocolate milk day uh i really yeah we only tried about four or five different kinds of chocolate milk jensen has a friend who she just she loves chocolate milk so we wanted to give it a try we joined in with her Dude, tons of fun. We just had it at Brahms. Um, some people were kind of giving us some looks while we were trying out the chocolate milk, but it was so much fun. We started doing a blind chocolate milk taste test to see if you could decipher, like, the different ones. Uh, very easy. Very easy. Why don't you become a connoisseur like myself? <laughs> it's very easy to decipher. But, so what uh, four did you try? So we went typical Brahms, the A2. A2 from Brahms, because Brahms is two different ones, A1 and okay. A2. Okay. We have Brahms. Uh, Highland has a combination right now of like a peanut butter cup and chocolate. Incredible. It is incredibly sweet. It's like a candy bar. Another brand called Ripple, and Ripple is like a plant-based chocolate milk. Uh, don't waste your time on Ripple. It's really expensive. Uh, it's made from plants, and it's not good. Yeah. The maybe. last one was Promised Land, and that one... I texted you about that one. That one, dude, it was so freaking good. It was so rich. It was so chocolatey. It had a good aftertaste. It was thick. It's everything you want out of a chocolate milk. So it was really good. Yeah, and uh, going off of that, uh, maybe on Lee Poker we'll have a uh, chocolate milk party. <laughs> I'm so mad I can't make it to Lee Poker. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it will be. I'm glad there's six of us going at least. Yeah, six is good. Sunday night's kind of hard. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be like Sunday afternoon or whatever during the day. Okay. Does everybody kind of everybody kind of does they kind of all live in that area? Does that make it a little easier? Yes. Um, the only people that don't is I'll probably miss someone, but uh, Ricky, Keegan, Yash, half the time, and then now Logan, and about in a couple weeks. Okay. Where's Where's he moving from? I know he was he, a city planner, right, for Norman? Yes, he's wrong? going from Norman, going to Colorado Springs. He's going to Colorado Springs. Yes, he's going to be a mountain boy. Uh, he's going to be so granola. He is he going to sleep in his chacos at night? I think he has to. I think he's going to sleep in his chacos, look out into the snow, and just snowboard the rest of the day. He's a snowboarder. No, I don't. I don't think he's ever snowboarded. Maybe skied. I think he skied. Oh, I, you gave him a ton of credit with the snowboarding. <laughs> I was about to have a ton of respect for Logan if he's out there just ripping on a snowboard throughout the winter but it's all right okay awesome well i love that we're both doing good brian chocolate milk for me poker for you it'll be we're, we're doing good great day we're doing good so let's go let's talk about some of the matchups of this week uh, matchup of this week we've got logan and easton two top dogs right now uh yeah. what were, were they were they one and two Yes, they were one and two going into the week. It was going to be a little interesting. I had my uh, vote on Logan originally, but uh, Easton proved me wrong. Well, let's look at it. Easton just has – what's helping him out so much right now is the combo of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts for his quarterbacks, dude. So I'm going to give you a little uh, fun tidbit. About two or three weeks ago, Easton texted Logan saying, I think I have a chance to win the league. Because I have the best two quarterbacks in the league. Me and Logan then proceeded to make fun of him. <laughs> I mean, he's got 
he has a point. That's too. That's a pretty bold statement. No matter what yeah, you're gonna I, say, because uh, Logan's I got guess. Josh Allen, obviously. I yeah, think. I would, yeah. I, do you know how who the number one, the number two quarterbacks are right now? I don't. No, I don't either. I mean, I can look it up. I, I, I got it. Up on, okay, I got it for you. I mean, I would probably say he's right right now. I would probably say Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, especially with Lamar. Just he's doing everything right now. Like he's running the ball. And he's throwing it. Like, he's currently their lead rusher. It goes more Josh Allen and then uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, so, Easton doesn't know what he's talking about then. Yeah. Well, anyways. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's completely he's, off. He's got one and three, not one and two. No, but whenever you're scoring, he scored. Uh, so, the overall matchup ended up going Easton one, uh, 202 to Logan, basically like 160. So, 40. 42-point deficit for Logan, uh, losing on that one. But Easton scored 70 points just from his quarterbacks alone. So that's that's pretty nuts. He had a good all-around week. He only had one player less than five points, and that was a safety. Terry Devin Matthew. Singletary is apparently RB1 this year. Definitely means RB1. I mean, you got Nick Chubb, 19. He, he almost had double digits all the way around. And that's mm-hmm. that's how you're going to win. Thankfully, Pat Firemuth didn't do too hot. That's where that's kind of really what's nice for Logan is having Mark Andrews. He's clearly still the number one target in Baltimore, even with Rashad yeah. Bateman and whatnot. But Mark Andrews is just it, it's basically him out there running routes and getting touchdowns for them in the air. So it's helping Logan out for that aspect. CD kind of turned his day around. So that was nice for Logan. And then Josh Allen had a good day. But other than that, he kind of and uh, his safety, Holland from Miami. That that was sixteen and a half points for a defensive player is really nice. But other than that, he didn't really have any stars. And then on his bench he didn't really have too many people that could have helped him out. Other than well, I, I, I take that back. If he would have started Zeke instead of Aaron Jones. Yeah, it would definitely would have helped, but real in reality are you, are, you, are you starting Zeke over Aaron Jones? I would have probably started Zeke over um uh, Jeff Wilson Junior. So that's that's probably what I would have done. Yeah, that's just like four points. So it's it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Easton's been stood really well though. I still has Drake London playing really well for his rookie year. Jamal Williams is actually the RB one to own for Detroit instead of DeAndre Swift. Yeah, especially with the shoulder injury that DeAndre Swift has now. I saw that. That's what it came out to be. It ended up being a shoulder injury, uh, which kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. I wasn't ready for to be a shoulder injury because I think they said ankle originally, right? Yeah, so he was ankle the last two weeks, but then he hurt his shoulder this last week. So he's just mm. having some health issues right now, honestly. DeAndre Swift's an incredible athlete, but that that's the only downside of really having him. Because, I mean, I had him for the past two or three years or whatever, and that was typical. I mean, you got – when he was when he was playing, he was awesome, but he was off the field a decent amount. So it's just not a player you can really depend on the whole time. So Jamal Williams is a great – if Easton needs it, maybe a flex play every now and then. But yep. So, uh, okay. you said he was, he was your player. How did you do this week? Nah, not terrible. By not terrible, I mean I didn't lose by over 100 points. All I know is that you lost less than Logan did. <laughs> it's better. I think that means I'm a better team than Logan. I played I against Chris so. this week. I ended up losing uh, 160 to 120. I'm still trying to figure out my wide receiver room. I have a bunch of young receivers right now. I'm just kind of plug and playing them. But the only thing you really need to know for my team 
is Trevor Lawrence had a great week. I was, I was super happy to see that for a young quarterback. L.A. was missing a good amount of their defensive players. That would have added a lot of pressure to them. But three three touchdowns and 260 yards, ah, it's it's just good to see him do that, uh, considering how rough last year was and the start to this year wasn't good. Saquon looked good whenever he got to break free. But everybody else was kind of a snooze fest, other than Devontae Smith. But uh, he was on my bench. <laughs> Can't believe you benched him. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I only scored 108 points against Keegan this week. 108? 108 versus <laughs> his 123. Only lost by 15, but not because it was a uh, very uh, exciting matchup. At least, I mean, Kyler scored 13, and I, Kyler or Greg Dorch, is that how you supposed to say his name? Freaking Dorch, well. man, he's 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 playing so well because it, it's just him and Marquise Brown. Yeah, he was my lean scorer at 14.5 points. And oh, Brian, you sweet angel. My uh, actual <laughs> highest uh, player. With Jelani Woods on my bench at fifteen point three, he had two Which, touchdowns, didn't he? Yeah, I think it was. I think it may have been. Yeah, his first two catches of his career touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's ginormous. Oh yeah, was he six seven, six eight? Yeah, I, I don't even remember. I remember he played for OSU for a little bit, and we didn't use him at all. We basically just used him to block, and he should have been out there running routes. I mean, when you're that large as a tight end, I mean, just give the man the ball. He'll he'll go up and get after it. It was good to see for, for Kega. Um, Derrick Henry having a good, good game. Yes, he did. Derrick Henry's kind of had a slow start, kind of coming back from injury. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, 13 points. So that's kind of what I'm used to seeing from Clyde, just kind of around the t- like the low teens. He had a really good start to the year, but the low teens is what I'm used to. And then he kind of got screwed over by two of just having the concussion and then me not knowing concussion protocol at all and him just coming back. Yeah, that's uh, apparently a back injury. I guess they're looking into it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Did Definitely you see him like come back to the game? Or yes. out, like after it happened, him stumbling on the field? Yes, it was. I, was, I don't even know how he was allowed back on the field. I don't think he should have been. They won, though. They came back and won 2019 versus <laughs> Buffalo. And it's, then, in the, it's NFL. It's about how you win. You're right. At the end of the day, I mean, same thing with Chicago right now. Chicago's 2 and 1 somehow, and they're playing. Horrifically, but yeah, Keegan had a or is Keegan Keegan had kind of interesting with with, uh, with Boyd from Cincy because every now and then that guy will just kind of pop off. So he's kind of a fun one to have. Keegan's got a good enough team to where he most likely doesn't need to have him in his flex usually. So he it, it could be an interesting play to see if he's actually going to put him in his lineup ever, or if he goes off like he did because you never you never know which one which person for the Bengals is actually going to get it. I mean, usually it's Jamar and T. Higgins, but they all have big playability. Yeah, you really never know. I, and I guess uh, probably the most, like, close matchup we had this week was uh, Run and Yosh. Did you see this one? Mm-mm. No, I, I, I really just pay attention to mine because I'm trying to figure out who the heck I'm going to start there. But now, yes. now that I'm looking at it, it's <laughs> – ooh, Yosh. <laughs> That's a close one, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Yosh almost blew it. I mean – uh, Ronaldo had two different chances with Olave and LaVisca Chenault. If he would have started either of them in his uh, flex, he would have won. Let me, look, let me look at this. So, Yash scored 137 points. 
Ron was at 124. And if you look at – you checking out the projected. Uh, Josh was projected to get 173, Ron at 130. So massive change versus projected for actual. Um, let's see here. Uh, just essentially everybody on Yasha's team just underperformed, like all, all together. Herbert coming back from injury didn't help him out. Uh, Mac Jones got hurt again. Amon Ra played like the thing is, his players all played pretty well. They all scored in the teens, other than Kamara and Gerald Everett. They just didn't really, they, no one really popped off for him. I think yeah, that was, I think that was the main thing. A big aspect of this is Mac Jones needs to be healthy for Yash to continue to try to win since, I mean, yes, he does have Herbert, but besides his quarterback position, he's pretty bare. He's got Joe Flacco, who Zach Wilson may come back this week. So if Yash is trying to make mm-hmm. a run, he needs another QB healthy. Do you think you think Christian Kirk could be serviceable for him right now with how good of a start Christian's had to this season? I would, Yeah, I would agree. I mean, maybe in a flex spot, but I, you're not going to start mean, him over a Monroe St. Brown, Michael Pittman. No, hundred percent. It would be a super flex if Mac Jones were to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's who you would put in. But Ramondre Stevenson also did good this week, mm-hmm. or or Leonard Fournette. He has some options, but I think but in the I, long, I think in yeah, the long term, you yeah, have to have a quarterback. I complete. Yeah, I completely agree. All three of those guys would have to have essentially like their best games to make it for like at the same point extent as a serviceable option, like at, at quarterback. But uh, kind of interesting, right? He's got Justin Herbert kind of hurt. Mac Jones hurt. You need your quarterbacks to keep moving forward. Yeah, personally, I think he should look into uh, somehow giving up a young player for one of uh, Ronaldo's quarterbacks. I mean, bench player with Garoppolo or Mitch Trubitsky or um, who is his other one? Uh, he's got Jacoby Brissett. Who... Yeah, he's – yeah, Jacoby How much Brissett longer is he season. playing? Was it was it a ten week suspension or eleven week suspension? Yeah, I think it's uh, ten weeks. I know his first game back is against the Texans. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Sean Watson that is. And Brissett's been playing pretty good uh, since he's been back. So I mean, it's serviceable. Like it's it's useful. It probably yeah. more dependent than some of the other guys he's got. Yeah, it's not like Ronaldo needs him. So if I if I were Josh, I would try to give up a young player, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a couple of them, just to maybe even Sam Howell, just to. Yes, you're giving up a young player, yeah, but at the same time, he's going for it this year. Mm-hmm. If you if you've already made the investment that he has with that previous trade, at some point, you you just have to keep going. You, you have, have to, to make the de- yeah. You, have, you have to make the decision. Yep. All right. Let's see how Jason and oh man, Jason and Caden uh, had a super close week too. Jason ended up pulling it off, one twenty eight to one twenty two. This is uh, down here. The games aren't as exciting, Brian. <laughs> so we we love the we love the close games to just to watch them. So that's kind of fun. We got Jason in eighth place and Caden currently in eleventh. Jason one and two, Caden zero oh and three. The the start that we would have probably have seen from Caden going on, uh, considering all the trades he made in the off season to get his debut players. Yeah, but, it's been surprising. I mean, not surprising, I guess. But at the same time, like. I'll hint at this later. I don't think there's really anything monumental here to see. See, mm-hmm. I will say that uh, Jason's bench, I mean, honestly did pretty good. He had five, six, seven player, eight players in double digits. I mean, if you have eight players in double digits on your bench, I mean, he's got room for improvement. Just got to figure out who to start each week. He's also got the resurgence of Cam Akers. 
Yes, he, he does. He came in. Because, uh, yeah, Daryl, what's his, is it, is it Daryl? Yeah, Daryl Henderson. Sorry, Daryl Henderson just didn't do anything. Cam Akers did lose a fumble in that game. Was it a bad fumble? Do you recall or do you know? I, I didn't see it, actually. You're good. I'm going to act like, so Jason, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, Cam Akers fumbled it in the end zone. would have been an easy touchdown. Uh, the only thing you can do to save yourself on this is second-round pick, Cam Akers. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'm sure he'll just he'll just accept that immediately. Uh, do you think uh, uh, do you think Herbert Khalil Herbert 35 fantasy points this week? He he looks real good. I watched I watched a couple of clips from him on Twitter. I have an analyst that I follow that was showing what he's got compared to uh, Montgomery and his cuts. They they had a lot more juice. He could pop out a little quicker. He was faster. Do you think he's going to make his way to a starting role with Montgomery out for a little bit? I liked Will Herbert for a bit. Um, at the not same full time, time, yeah, not full time, like for Dynasty, but for this year, yeah, yeah, for this year, Dynasty. I, I, I legit like him. I don't know if he's a workhorse just because of his height. Mm-hmm. I mean, five nine, but at the same time, I he's he's a great handcuff. Obviously, is thirty. Oh yeah, points, so yeah. Do you think uh, do you think if you were one of these kind of mid-tier teams that was struggling at running back, um, like not saying Easton is struggling at running back, but he doesn't have the largest bench for RB, do you think that might be a player worth potentially looking into? Yeah, I think any of those players. I mean, it is the Caden. I think that's perfect. Also, I think Kate, I think it's perfect for Caden if uh, he – I have mixed feelings about keeping players or not because he is only in his second year. But, uh, mm-hmm. again, I don't think he would be a workhorse, but at the same time, you got to keep on to your players. Yeah, you, I need to see – I guess if I were Caden, I would need to look to see what kind of picks uh, the, the Bears have moving forward because, I mean, the Justin Field experiment is looking kind of iffy right now. They're taking him really slow, and when they do kind of let him off his leash, he throws interceptions. So, yeah, I think a lot of that's your offensive line. He's, he's scared. you got a, you got a good point. Offensive line's terrible, and he's not really thrown to anybody at the same time. So he doesn't – I bet he doesn't have enough time to actually go through his progressions and all his reads. He's just – he's looking up. If he potentially sees someone, he's just trying not to make mistakes and get killed at that point. Speaking of uh, bad quarterbacks, uh, Russell Wilson uh, still carried uh, Ricky to the win, even though he only scored 9.5 points this week. That's devastating to watch. Ricky I, played – Ricky played Ryan. Ooh. Yeah. And look it was at those, a, those projections, too. Should have been a super close game. Ricky pulled it out 150 to 115. Yeah, it was just – it's I don't know. It's just a down week by both of them. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase did have great week ones and haven't really popped off since. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and same thing with Jonathan Taylor. You know what's going to happen. Ryan's going to come back. But, I, I mean, I will say he's currently out of the playoffs, and that shocks mm-hmm. me right now. Everybody voted him at the beginning of the year to be the, the number one, essentially number one seed for playoffs. But he he doesn't have – he doesn't really have a good quarterback, especially with how bad Matt Ryan's been playing. Obviously, he has probably one of the most elite wide receiver combos and running back combos. But I want to say potentially because the Colts are doing so bad, JT's not getting a whole lot of good, like, good uh, production out of it. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are weird for me right now. Well, like when you watch their when you watch those games, it's 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 just surprising 
to see who's getting the work and how poor it's like. We obviously for uh, for since for the Bengals, just Joe Burrow's already been sacked like uh, I want to say he's leading the league in sacks like for himself or that, that, that he has been sacked. So it's kind yeah, of the same issue. Exactly. So kind of the same issue. He just doesn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of Minnesota's games yet. I saw obviously Justin Jefferson go ballistic his first week. So yeah, and we all know that he's got it in him. So I mean, he'll come back, right? Yeah, I mean he will. I mean they all will. Deshaun Watson's gonna be suspended. I mean he'll come back for Ryan's playoff run. Like mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about Ryan, honestly. No, he'll be he'll be fine. Um, and then Ricky. Ricky's team's Ricky's team's also well, like you said, just kind of a down week for both of them. Joe Mixon didn't play super hot. I think that the Bengals still won twenty seven to twelve. It's just the points weren't going for the the stars this week. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll recap all the games now. Easton did score the highest of two hundred and two. I sadly scored the lowest of one hundred and eight. <laughs> a rough week. Great week for Easton. And so so far, um, I guess Eaton scored the highest once, Logan has scored the highest once, and Ricky has scored the highest once. And then I've scored the lowest once, and Ronaldo has scored twice, which I guess, do you want to talk about the standings a little? Do you want to go into Jason's filthy pod? Yeah, let me pull it up really quick. I, I wanted to keep a running tally to see where everybody was at, essentially by like the end of the year, just so we can make fun of them. You just want to make where, fun of me, just, I understand. Where, well, that wasn't the intent until you sold off your team. <laughs> I do like I do like seeing that the Hubble's currently rounding out with the, the fewest points scored per week. So that's that's pretty fun. Fewest and the most. Fewest, yeah. We don't need to talk about Logan and Easton though. We'll get to Easton later. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, five of the six of the highest and lowest are by Hubble. Right <laughs> currently, it's, one, two, or one, two, and ten and twelve. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In our. In our pods for Jason's pod, which is uh, overall the the ratings for them, we've got Easton three and zero, Logan two and one, Jason one and two, and Caden zero and three. Easton's currently number one in the league. Logan number two, Jason eighth, and Caden eleventh. Pretty wide margin in terms of points scored. Logan's up there at five sixty, and Caden's at three thirty four. Yeah, and it's, my pod, oh go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying it was just shocking just how, I mean, Logan's dominating. We knew Caden, but it's really looking like a two-man race in Jason's filthy pod right now. Jason's got to turn it around if he wants to. I'm interested to see what Jason does because he kind of has a team he can build around, not for tanking, but if he were to get a couple of pieces, he might be, if we didn't do the pod and just kind of did a straight top six kind of thing, he might be a team that kind of makes it in there, but not – now with this situation, especially with Easton and Logan being the top two. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, his his best bet would be the most points in getting into that sixth spot. But mm-hmm. he's kind of on the borderline seventh to ninth range. He can make the playoffs, but he's got to make some moves probably. Yeah, he's got to beat out I'll, – I'll, I'll talk about that in the, after we've got to go through their pods. But we've got a bunch of guys kind of right there around that uh, that, that point scoring mark that it's just – He's, he's just right on the edge of that because we've got Keegan and then Ryan. So in my pod, in Jake's Jumping Beans, the order that we're kind of going down is uh, Chris, he's 2-1, and one, Keegan, 2-1, and one, Jake, 1-2, and, and then you, buddy, at 1-2. and two. 
Uh, ascending order, Chris is in fourth place, Key in sixth, me ninth, you tenth for the entire league. The point disparity on this one, Chris is up there at 450. Keegan's not too close behind at 425. And then me and you are kind of rounding it out at 356 and 369. So ours is ours is quite a bit closer with within the pot itself. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, especially with me having Lois this week. I mean, I'm still only 94 points behind Chris and number one in our pod. So, I mean, it'll be competitive. I see Chris and Keegan or even you jumping up. I don't see myself mm-hmm. even getting close but at the same time like you never know i mean i'm only one game behind right now it's fantasy football you'll ne- you never know hey yeah never know what's gonna happen throughout it um i think our pod's gonna end up having some good matchups whenever we play each other again at least with me you and keegan so we've got room to shake it up there and then you never know some miracle week could come up and one of us might take it over from chris like Keegan did. Keegan got a game on top of Chris and got him two and one. So our pod could be our pod needs to be kind of watched because something interesting could potentially happen in ours. My bet is more so on Keegan and Chris doing something interesting, but not me and you. No offense. Oh, I, I know last in this pod. Don't worry. But Ronnie Desgrants <laughs> is Ron's dead last in the league at zero and three. Pretty sad. Uh, Ryan a two and one, Josh a two and one, Ricky two and one. They're just a battle of the top up there. They're just beating up on Ron at this point, and then each taking the loss to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky's so, in third for the overall league. Josh is in fifth. Ryan seventh, um, and Ron at last at twelve. Like you said earlier, they're they're pretty neck and neck. The point disparity between them there's not a, a wide delta. Four eighties up there for Ricky. The lowest is currently Ryan, which is surprising. Still 420, which is still – it's less than Keegan, actually. I'm looking at it. I forgot Ryan is in seventh. Yep. Well, Ryan would be out of the playoffs if it ends today. I don't think that being foreseeable future, but, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And still, thankfully, it's at the beginning of the year, so the ground is not that major to make up, especially yeah. with the extended season. Yep, and uh, I guess do you want to – you would announce the uh, special guest we have this week. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Uh, hopefully, we have more of our the, our league mates start joining the podcast over time. Um, we're going to give Easton a call here in a second to have him come on. Me and Brian, we've kind of prepared a few questions. We'll see where the night takes us. We'll just get a feel for who Easton is, what his team is like, um, where he's at with his overall roster build. But super excited. So stay tuned. Give Easton a shout, and we'll see where the pod goes from there. All right, everyone. I'm actually super excited to introduce our special guest for this one. Uh, We've got Easton Hubble on the line. He took over an orphaned league a couple years back. He's done a great job developing it into a potential playoff team. Easton, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? (laughs) I am so much better now that you're on the line. Good. It was just, it was just getting, me and Brian. Talking to Brian gets earlier. boring after a while. Oh, yes. That's, I, <laughs> I have a question for you, Easton. Oh, right you, off the bat, I love it. Would you like to explain to everyone what your profile picture is? On, on the podcasting app. On, on the, the podcasting podcast. um, So, it is Princess Diana on Venom dunking on Queen Elizabeth as Spider-Man. <laughs> So, so what is yeah. what does that mean for you, Easton? Well, so <laughs> you know, I'll send it to people, 
if we're in an argument and I'll just send it to him and then I'll say raw and then it just it gets the point across <laughs> do you do that uh, in trade discussion if someone sends you something you're not super jazzed about yeah I, I usually do it like, without the Queen Elizabeth I'll usually just send like the Venom and Spider-Man part but well yeah. I haven't got that yet so I must have not have seen garbage yeah, you, you haven't sent you haven't sent me too bad of stuff yet. Just Yosh. <laughs> Just Yosh. <laughs> My mortal we'll get, enemy. We'll get into that. We'll get into that in a second. So tell tell all our listeners a little bit about yourself. If all right, you don't so mind. I'm Easton Hubble, aka Sam Presti. Uh, I'm a high schooler. I'm 16 years old. I'm the youngest in the league. And like he said, I uh, I took over an orphan league. Mm-hmm. I turned it around for the better. It's doing well, Brian. What's that? Ron's the oldest in the league for sure. No offense yes. to Ron. Yeah. Oh yeah. How, <laughs> how old is How old is Ron? Because that'll kind of show the, the age difference. Well, he's fifty four. Uh, Easton's sixteen. So a thirty eight year difference. Okay. And then the rest of us are all kind of sitting right around like twenty five ish, right? Yeah, I think all of us run. I think twenty. I think uh, 24 to like 28-ish or so. I don't know the age of everyone in the league, but around that age. He's like okay. double the age of all of us. <laughs> hey, be, <laughs> be nice to Rob. He's a little hey, slow to respond through text he is, message. He is also one of the three who have won the league. That's true. That's pretty impressive. Uh, when did you get into fantasy football, Easton? Uh, so before the fantasy league, I've only been doing it like a year or two. I would just do it with like friends and stuff. I would just do like little leagues, but this is my first, uh, fantasy or like first dynasty league. Dynasty. Is it, was it kind of interesting taking over the orphan league and like, how did did Brian sell it to you? I don't even remember, honestly. I I, I don't think I gave him a choice. (laughs) Was it you or Logan? (laughs) I think we both said... You you don't have a choice. You're taking this over. That sounds about right. So but, do you actually yeah, pay I your own dues? Oh was... uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just assumed Ron Pagers or Logan no. did, since, especially since they made you join. No, <laughs> I do it. I, I I think like I've talked about joining like before it, like before mm-hmm. I before Xander actually left. But mm-hmm. yeah, Easton wanted to be in, but we didn't have a spot open, and so. Me and Logan kind of always have about three or four people in mind who we'd want to join if someone did drop because mm-hmm. we know eventually sometimes that happens. It did happen after the first year with Xander, but, I mean, Jason took over and he was ready to step in. Jason, we appreciate you hopping in, bud. It's been a – I feel like for us, like the other guys in the league, it was super seamless, especially since it was like just a, a one-year turnaround with Xander. He was right. kind of in. And then he was out. And then he realized how bad his team was. It was unreversible. <laughs> I'm interested. Brian Brian dug up the original team. So I'm, yes. I'm interested to see who is still on it and who's not. Oh, yeah. I want to I, I see that. There's probably, like, no one still on what, it. Let's, let's just go player by mean. player because I I just want to talk about each of them. Mitch Rubitsky yeah. is was Xander's quarterback. Yeah. So that was a little that I mean he's still starting. We'll maybe even stock up since then, but you never know. You got Trust... him back, didn't you? No, I traded him. Yeah, uh, but, but I, I traded him to you first, right? And then you did an absolutely wild trade with Ron. Oh, uh, was that the one including Lamar? No, that was to get Pickens. 
Oh, yeah, I just traded him away, didn't I? Uh, yeah. yeah, that was pretty quick. Keep going, Brian. Yeah. All right, Chester Rogers. Uh, I don't think he plays in the NFL anymore. I have I no idea who that, that even is. is. <laughs> yeah. Did what position is that? Receiver. I think he played for Tennessee. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, keep, keep it going. All right, D.B. Westbrook, which has been hurt every year since this year. By the way, this week uh, that I'm looking at, he scored. D.D. Westbrook scored two points, and Chester Rogers scored zero. Keep that in mind. Who would have thought? All right, Nick Chubb, which that was Xander's best player by far. Yes, yeah, so. long team. Yes, uh, Philip Lindsay. Um, he he was really good back then. I think that was his so- sophomore year for his second yeah, year league. That was his best year league too for Denver. Yep. Everybody yep. kind of thought he was going to be potentially something, and then he went to absolutely nothing. Yeah, so that was a really good one for him. John New Smith, he's kind of been stocked down since this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Chris Carson. He had a couple good more years, but now he's retired, yeah. as everyone knows. He has Kyle Allen. Um, some people thought Kyle Allen was going to do good, but obviously didn't turn into anything. He did have Matt Stafford on the bench, but that's just because he wasn't I think he was hurt at this point when he was playing with the Lions. And then his – he had, this is his bench. Uh, Trey Edmonds. He did have Tyreek Hill. Uh, oh, are you serious? Yes, he did have Tyreek he, – I mean, he did have Tyreek Hill and Nick Chubb. So, that was a big aspect of his. I never inherited Tyreek Hill. Yes, you did. You actually traded him immediately for Lamar <laughs> I do Jackson. not remember that at all. Uh, you Wait, you got a one-for-one one with Lamar and Tyreek? No, I wasn't one for one. I, I, I can dig it up here in a second, but um, Oh yeah, yeah was, I do remember that. That was my best trade though for sure. Oh, is that your favorite trade? Yeah, for sure. No, Easton, your best trade is me getting scared with Jalen Hurts. And first <laughs> trading you for Tua and Jalen for for Tua and a bunch of picks for Jalen Hurts, and then I immediately turned around and did a one for one because I'm an idiot and I was nervous. And then Jalen Hurts is Number three, I think number three uh, quarterback in the league right now. I'm pretty sure I have the one and three right now. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you do. We looked it up, you son of a gun. Yeah, you should <laughs> listen to the first part of the podcast after oh, this. Oh, I, I will as soon as we get off of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, going on, we had uh, Chris Conley, O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard was stock up, Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy, and then LaShawn McCoy, obviously – down from here. Mm. Um, he did have two kickers, Will Lutz and Michael Bagley, and then his, his defensive players were Malcolm Jenkins, Shelby Harris, Deion Jones, Anthony Hitchens, and probably my favorite player on this team is Tyron Matthew, and that's solely because Easton still has him. Like, that's... I didn't even look at defensive players. I didn't even look at defensive players, Brian. I didn't even write that down for myself to, to go back and review. Who yeah, cares so, uh, about the defensive player? We need to make it to where defensive players are worth more. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go. Well, this is, uh, we're skipping ahead. We got to start a little. We'll, we'll talk about this here in a bit. At least, uh, so, Easton's overall team now, just as a whole, for his quarterbacks, we're starting because we are super flex. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. On the bench, he's got Malik Willis. He's currently not starting, but he does, he does potentially have a backup role. Running backs, uh, starters. Nick Chubb, Singletary, and Jamal Williams, which is nuts to me that he's doing as well as he is uh, with just the role he's taken. On his, your bench, you have quite a few. Damian Pierce, he's getting some starting action. Jerick McKinnon, Damian Williams, 
Trey Sermon, Gus Edwards. Receiver, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Hollywood Brown starting. On your bench, you've got a good rookie, a great rookie with Drake London, then Robert Woods, Sterling Shepard, Jacoby Myers, George Pickens, another rookie, Nicole Hardman, and James uh, Prosh. Whatever you want to call that guy. I have no I have no idea. I know he's on the Ravens, right? Yeah, he's on yeah. the Ravens. So. Yeah. And then for your tight end, David Njoku, who is playing – he played a, a great uh, week three on your bench, Pat Frymuth and Logan Thomas. So, overall, that's kind of your whole team in a nutshell, not counting the defensive players because my stance on defensive players, I don't like them. That's why I didn't pay attention to them. Brian, on the other hand, loves defensive players. So I'm sure he has a better understanding of who you have and, and whatnot. But yeah, uh, and Joku did amazing last week, and I forgot, and I did not start him. The one week I didn't start him, he went off. So yeah, have you been like start? Did you start him one week one and week two? Yeah, and then I didn't uh, start him, and he went off. Uh, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah, love love fantasy. But yeah, as a whole, your team is completely transitioned, Easton. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, still having Nick Chubb is also just. I mean, that helps you each week. What's your favorite position on your team, Easton? Uh, I like my receivers. I think I have a really good receiving core with uh, Debo, McLaurin, Marquise Brown. And then even off the bench, I have some good guys. See, I'm surprised you didn't see a quarterback. Is that just because of the depth? Uh, More because of depth. I mean, my quarterback, I probably have the favorite players within Jalen Hurts, you know. I trusted him since day one. I took him as a, as a, a dark horse. And he turned out amazing. Yeah, we've talked about Jalen Hurts, I think, on both the last podcasts about how wrong mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I would like to say I hate every analyst that I follow. I hate everybody in this league because I also thought I, – I was with you, Easton, originally yeah. on Jalen Hurts. That's why I made that initial trade. And then I got so scared midway through the season about Jalen Hurts because everybody said he wasn't going to start next year. He was going to be a massive flop. So I was just trying to get whatever I could for him. I hate myself for doing that. Yeah. I love you. I love you for doing it, obviously, because it was a great thing for your team. Absolutely hate myself for doing that. Looking back on it, I knew he was going to be good from the beginning. Are you? Are you nervous at all? You nervous at all having two rushing quarterbacks and not a backup option, a backup option on your um, team in case one gets hurt? Or are you just kind of if that happens, it happens? I think. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But I think before, like, not before too long, Malik Willis will be a starter. So I think I'll have him to rely on because I think he's going to be a starter within, like, a year. I think yeah. he might start next year. Yeah, see, that's – I mean, you're going off of uh, another running quarterback. You're just really uh, risking injuries here. But, but I mean, but running quarterbacks in fantasy, they get a lot of points in fantasy. They sure do. Mm-hmm. They do. I, I'm also interested to see what that battle looks like, Easton, between Tannehill and Malik Willis. Oh, yeah. Because when Malik's played, obviously he's, I mean, he's got all the tools to make something really interesting happen, like like Jalen Hurts, uh, just not, not really refined. But when he plays, man, it's electric. It's fun to watch him play. Right. Yeah, so yeah. is there a specific position you want to upgrade right now? Oh, definitely. Oh, Definitely tied into running back. Yeah, you're uh, running back. I mean, I mean, you've got some good depth, but I feel like everyone can always um, get better running backs. My running backs seem to be very, very, very young. Young your backups. I mean, I think your backups. I a, yeah, my backups are young. Mm-hmm. 
Singletary's not super old. How old is he? Uh, I think this is his third or fourth year. Yeah, so I was a little weary on Singletary for your team, Easton, originally, because yeah. a lot of the analysts that were in the league, they yeah, he's he's only 25, so he's still – he is pretty young. Um, but anyways, a lot of analysts were pretty weary on him. They thought his position was going to get – especially with James Cook joining the team, they thought it was going to be a matter of time before James Cook kind of took that position over. And then Singletary, I mean – He's established himself as the like the number one in the offense. He's getting a ton of receiving work. He had like ninety seven receiving yards last week, didn't he? Uh, he had. I just know he had twenty two fantasy points, and I did not start him. He had seventy eight receiving yards. Seventy eight. So yeah. he he's looking good for Buffalo. So I mean, you might be set for this year. That's someone I'm keeping my eye on with with Singletary. I didn't know if he was going to be a solid option in Buffalo for a long period of time, but he's he's playing really well this year. Yeah, he really is. And then having Jamal Williams as a handcuff to DeAndre Swift, especially with Swift's injury history, I mean, you saw how many points he got last week. It was stupid. Yeah. He, uh, you didn't start, you didn't start him, on. though, either, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting him now, though. <laughs> yeah, so, he, had a, he had a bunch of bench points. Yeah, I really did. And did I have the uh, most points in the league last week? Yes, you did. Uh, two and so, two. And that was with me not even playing, like, these players that went off on the bench, like Njoku, uh, mm-hmm. Devon Singletary, uh, <laughs> Williams. All right, we got we to gotta move past the current and talk about the future because I'm getting too sad about my 102 points. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, re- the refills I never found, Brian. I've been at perma rebuilding in the same period of time as Easton's rebuilt. He was a playoff team, and I'm still at the bottom. So I also want to move move past this. Easton, I looked you up uh, in a little app just to kind of see where your team was ranked in terms of like a week to week basis versus a dot like that for Dynasty. And in terms of like week four and on, your team's a top four team, which is incredible. Obviously, yeah. puts you in the playoff picture potentially. It gives you a chance week in week out. Uh, and then when I looked you up on Dynasty. It had you eight out of twelve instead. I'm assuming that might be because of quarterback volatility, uh, running back situation. Terry McLaurin's getting a little bit older. Debo's. I still think Debo's a top five, seven option in dynasty. Uh, and then you don't quite have a tight end depth. Are you worried about that at all, or is this something that you think your current dev players that are coming in are going to make up for that? Um, I think they're all going to make up for it. I think like. Whatever the rankings are, are wrong. Like, I mean, it said Lamar is going to get like twenty-five points each week. He's gone for like forty-five. Like, I think. I know oh, you're saying team. projected points? Projected yeah. points are incorrect. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I think I'm good. I think I'll be all right. You're not worried about it. No. I so will say with your your dev players coming in. I mean, you do have uh, three solid ones. I want to see if you can remember all three. On which position? Your developmental players. Oh, well, I'm looking at the list. <laughs> well, that'll help. <laughs> well, give me, give, me, give me your thoughts on Bryce Young. I mean, uh, we went through it yeah, we we last week. What, what me and Jake thought. Let's hear what you think. I'm actually most excited about uh, Smith and Jibka. Have you, uh, have you seen what he's done the last couple weeks? No, I just know what he did last year. I haven't really paid attention these last couple weeks. Has he, has he been doing good or bad? You uh, keep on talking about uh, your other players while I look up the stats. 
All right. Um, Bryce Young, I mean, he's obviously really good. He's going to end up being really good, I think, in the league. Just depends, though, if he keeps away from injuries. I mean, that's most quarterbacks, though. Mm-hmm. He's kind of he's kind of small. Just in turn, I think he's his height's decent, but he's just not a very large guy. And so, I mean, obviously, Kyler Murray's making it work just fine. I'm sure yeah. Bryce Young will be just fine too. He's a very smart quarterback, which is what I like about him. A lot of analysts that I've been following, they've got him obviously top three. Some are dropping him down to like four or five every now and then. But you have a really good prospect for quarterback. You've got a great prospect for receiver, and then Zach Evans. I've seen him float around anywhere from four to, like, eight in terms of, like, their overall running back rank. And so, like, even if Zach Evans doesn't pop off, he could still be, like, a flex option. Right. So, I think I think you have a lot of really good depth players coming in, too. In terms of, like, rebuilding, Easton, I think you're doing a really good job. Um, you have good depth players coming in. You still own all of your own picks, which is yeah. really incredible. I've never traded one away. Is we can change that. Good? We can change that if you want. <laughs> Is that is that what you would say is your main philosophy is to never trade away a pick? Probably. I mean, I only trade four picks. I, I, I won't trade away. So. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question for you, though. Um, so let's say trade deadline comes and you're third in the league. You think you can make a run. Lamar Jackson gets hurt. You only have Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Would you consider trading a couple of your picks? This year? Yes. No. No, so you would just – even if you're third in the league, only have one quarterback, you would just let it go? Yeah, I don't think so this year. I'd just let it go. Okay. Just kind so of you would – oh, that's nuts, Easton. No, I want to dive into this more. So you you would feel confident enough in, like, Christian Kirk? That's who, was that who, is that who you have? Or not I named someone? No, that was, that was Josh. That was Josh. All right, who's your – let's look at your dev, sorry. I want to look at your bench really be, quick and see who would start. Yeah. That's right, that was Josh. It would be a solid, like, um, probably Damian Pierce or Drake London. Yeah. So you would be – I mean, maybe at that point, rookies tend to hit, like, a wall in fantasy, like, kind of midway through the year. Even, like, I think Drake London's great. But I can see him getting closer to, like, a, a 14 or 15-point weekend, whereas your Jalen Hurts and Lamar get closer to, like, a 30. It's like you're losing, like, 15 fantasy points there. That, that's not something you're interested in looking at potentially getting up some picks to get even like a middle-of-the-ground quarterback with like 20 I, points. I don't think this year I'm so confident in my future. I mean, I'm not necessarily like giving it all away, especially to win this year after seeing like what Caden did and a lot of like what other people did. I don't even – like I don't want to try doing that. Yeah. I I like sticking to my own players a lot more than just trading, or, trading them away. Yeah. Or trading for them. So you just rather – Bet on the future, not potentially give anything away this year for a win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's good. I mean, unless it's I mean, like a be... groundbreaking deal, I mean, it, I mean, I wouldn't give away like four first or anything like that for mm-hmm. a really good quarterback. But always I think depends. it's easier to say that, especially when you have two really good quarterbacks and you have Bryce, you've got Bryce Young coming up. Yeah. If you were if you were living the wrong life, with you, was living the wrong life. Yeah, if you were living the wrong life, I think giving up four firsts kind of scattered throughout a couple of years, especially when you own two other people's firsts. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it becomes a little bit more attractive. But I mean, it's not it's not necessarily something you know you have to worry about. And so, so that, that I mean that that's pretty nice for you. 
Yeah, Caden's you and Caden's twenty twenty three first, and that'll be uh, that'll be oh, very yeah. important. Yeah, that's going to be a very sure. good pick. Mm-hmm. First All overall right. again. Ethan, you mind if I ask you some just more? We've kind of gone through your team. Uh, actually, before I do that, Brian, do you have any more questions for him, just based on his team? No, I don't think so. I think we've talked through. I mean, we can see his confidence, but he's still building toward the future and doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to go for the win yet. I mean, as of right now, at least. I mean, if it happens, it happens. See, maybe if I was like, if so, I'm first in the league right now, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. So if I was first or second, I would. I, then I would probably consider trading away picks, but third or below, I, I don't. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I know, watching watching guys go off in the playoffs, like Josh winning last year, it kind of just shows how nuts fantasy can be, and how I don't want to call it luck based because obviously you have to have a good team to get there in the first place. Like you have to make the playoffs, yeah. but those three weeks is almost anything can happen. So I mean, having. Having two Konami code quarterbacks definitely helps out. Um, Chubb's good. Chubb's on the ground the whole time. So that that's my only weariness with the like, your running back room, Easton, is that Chubb yeah. just runs – he's just on the ground. But having Singletary getting 78 yards or whatever a game or that you got last, last week, I mean, that obviously helps kind of bring that number back up for like your overall running back room. So you got a good team, bud. I wish I could talk more crap because I really wanted to. But <laughs> I will say he's never – He's never made the playoffs yet, so we'll see what happens this year. <laughs> uh, that's pretty big, Brian. Oh, that's uh, you need. You guys need to make a bet. I don't because I don't like lose money. I uh, I would bet like a hundred dollars on it. That's up to you, Brian. You make more money than me. Yeah, I do not. We already talked about that engineer money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Easton. Let's have let's have some more fun questions. So I don't, I don't see you make a ton of trades in the league, especially not recently, because it's it's a little bit harder when you have a good team because you don't really want to mess. Used to, I definitely used yeah. to a lot more. Yes, you don't really want to mess anything up right now. So yeah, I so I like I totally understand that. But whenever you're seeking a trade or you have a text message come through, who's probably like your favorite person that you see? So like your overall favorite trade partner in, in definitely our so you or Yash. Definitely you or Yash. A hundred cent. That makes me so happy. What do me and Yash do that that is different? Y'all are just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I feel like you and Yash always try to screw me over at first, and you realize I'm not that stupid, especially Yash. I will. <laughs> okay, so I'll be honest. The first time, yes. <laughs> the second time, definitely not. <laughs> the same, but I will. I will vouch for you on Yash, man. That guy, he gets a kick on trying to fleece people. He will just send the most ludicrous trades <laughs> and try to make them go through. But, like, I love talking. I love talking trades with Yash because if you – one, he's a good, he's a good dude, and you, but you could talk to him for a while, and, like, you can start kind of working through things. But he does not – he does not give up easily. On, on his players or picks or whatnot. So he he tried to trade <laughs> me three uh three first rounders for uh Drake London like a couple weeks ago. He was gonna give you three first for Drake London? Yeah. You but said they no. were, it was like a three nineteen and twenty. So like the nineteen and twenty wouldn't have that much. I mean the three's good, but I mean I don't see it. I think uh Drake London. What do you mean three nineteen twenty? Yeah, am I an idiot? What do you what do you mean by that? 
He said, like, he'd give me the third pick, the 19, and the 20 pick. Oh, that's not three firsts, just three rookies. Oh, yeah, three rookies. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, from last year's from last year's yeah. draft? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have messed with that either. I thought you meant, like, three overall first. No. Fours. I was like, ah, oh, Easton, I might have. I probably no, I definitely would have done it for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's offering right, 42 picks. If you're listening, Easton is willing to trade Drake London for three firsts. Hit him, yeah. hit him up. Uh, who's your who's least favorite person that you've tried to talk trade with in the league? Definitely Brian. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why me? Because I know you're gonna try to screw me over. I don't even like try. I don't even mess with it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I feel like I've uh, I've made some good and bad trades here and there. I just know you too well. I mean, I know you're gonna just like if it's fair, you're not gonna make it. Like, it's going to have to be in your favor. You yeah, it's definitely in my head. favor. It really depends on – right now it's a little different because I'm rebuilding, but I will say if we're both trying to win, it's a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what happens all the way around in this league. People don't necessarily look for players – or I guess even when people do, like let's say you need a running back, I'll give you a running back if you give me a receiver. People look straight up to see overall value versus like each player. So the person who you're tr- like talking to to for the trade, they almost always have to win for a trade to like even go through. And so now, now that I've realized that, it kind of stinks. I don't quite want to seek out trades as much anymore. Or it has to be a player like I, I really do believe in to be able to make that trade. So that's why trading is getting to be a kind of just a little bit harder within this league and like moving forward with that. So I think people are finally like realizing how much value – some picks can have. Yeah. Especially yeah. with like when they're turning into like for example Ryan's developmental pick turning into Jamar Chase. Right. Uh-huh. That I don't have as much I do and I don't on the first now like in terms of how much I value them. I still value a first decent but because of our Debbie draft it's not anywhere close to what it used to be especially for like a top six team. You almost yeah, I almost funny. don't even want to make a trade for that anymore which is that, that that's like a whole other conversation about the league in general and potential rule changes, Brian. Like right. at some point, like maybe we get to that point. I feel like with the Debbie draft, it makes it harder for teams that are kind of in the lower stages to kind of move their way back up. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's really hard, but at the same time, I'm like looking at Yash and Easton who are having a rebuild and me and Caden falling apart and, and mm-hmm. Ronaldo falling apart. So there is some turnover. Well, I mean, now, Logan... with, with the rebuild, though, like, Yash had to give up everything to get to that stage, like, to get Correct. to a rebuild, like, like legitimately everything. And I think he got fairly good value for those picks. And then someone – I'm not talking crap on anybody who's what they're doing. It's just kind of, like, outside looking in. Whereas, like, Logan, Logan did it right. Like, he drafted really well. He had really good players already. He could save up his money. He didn't have to make trades to get other players – because of how much he could spend on the on the dev draft, while all these other guys are using all their money trying to pick up potential players and potential starters, Logan could just chill. And so he could use all that money in the dev draft and always get top players. So it's kind of it's a it's a conversation for the future. And I, I, I like, do like agree. potentially. But but yeah. you're right though. It's just there there is there is transition in the league. I just feel like it's a little harder for the lower guys to get up. But at the same time, you obviously don't want to like penalize Logan or Ryan or Ricky for doing well at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, it's a bouncing act, you know, kind of thing. 
I completely agree. Hey, uh, Ethan, who's your top three favorite people in the league? Uh, Just talking people, not even trade partners. Just in the league, who you like? Jake, Yosh, and Jason. Jake, Jason yeah. was a wild. Jason was a wild card for me. I like that. It's just because he's kind of wild in the group chat, or because he knows everything. Jason's my boy. Who's your I, have no idea. I have no idea. Jason's actually the one who vetoes every trade. I just assume. Oh, I veto every trade. <laughs> Y'all, you're the worst. <laughs> it's, so it's you. Sorry, Jason. Sorry for what I just said. <laughs> it's Easton. <laughs> who's your bottom three favorite, or who's your least favorite people in the league? Who sucks in this league? Logan, Brian, and Dad. <laughs> this, is, this is too easy. Yeah, that's, that, was a, that was a softball. Just hit, hit a home run on it. <laughs> yeah. Easton, if you have like a like a juicy trade, someone's talking to you about uh, a potentially big one that kind of shakes up every, everything. Do you have anybody you kind of contact or do you try to get a word in with? Because like for Logan. me, it's, it's, it's Logan. Yeah. Does that happen for every trade or just kind of the big ones? Uh, most of them. So, I'm so, so you start Venmoing like, Logan before I start talking <laughs> trades with you. Is that what yeah, it is? Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, do you think that way. do you think that Logan, if you were to bring a trade to him, that would potentially bump you up over his team? Do you think he would tell you not to take that trade because he knows it'll make you better than him? Uh, I bumped above his team because he told me to make some trades and like told me not to. Oh, so you're telling me you're directly better than his team right now. <laughs> I mean, I beat him last week. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, Logan's just a good guy, huh? Yeah. Well, good for him. Well, speaking of good guys, uh, Ethan, do you want to explain your name uh, on the, in the league? Arab Terrorist. Because I uh, bombed the competition. <laughs> shut up. That is not where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> is that really did you did you did you make up something before before this interview or did you already have that in your head uh i already had it in my head y'all need to give me some questions that i need to think about i mean these are just these are softballs all right so question today who is going to win the league the next three years year by year all right let me see let me look at everyone. I think Logan's going to take another second place this year to Ricky. So you, you got Ricky in first place? And then I think I'll win the next two. So you got back-to-back. You, that would be the first uh, two-time champion if you had pulled that one off. It's going to happen. Do you – what do you have, like – I'm trying to get a word this – do you pay do you pay attention to kind of like all the other teams? Do you have like an idea of the players everybody has and kind of where they're at? More or less. Who do you think I mean, is going to fall off with like in the next two years? Let me look. Um Chris is pretty set. I can't really fall off more than what I already am. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, me and Ronaldo can't be part of this conversation. Uh-uh. I-, I like to try to target okay. people who I think are going Probably to Probably Logan. You think Logan? Yeah, Tyreek Hill's starting to get a little old. I mean, er- Tom Brady obviously is getting old. 
Yeah, the or, thing with Logan is he has so many devs. Yeah, but I mean, like they're all running. I mean, that's only good for a little bit. I mean, or like after a little bit, they're not going to be good as soon as they get in the league. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Logan's Logan's positioned himself well for the future. Um, he he's going to be a fun one to watch. He has a little bit of a quarterback issue, but I'm sure he can pull it off, uh, especially with Josh Allen being his Mm -hmm. main starter. He'll be fun to see what he ends up doing in the league, like as a whole. Uh, I think he obviously, he's positioned to maybe for the next two years do just fine. But you're right. He's going to have to make sure he makes some good dev choices, which I think he is. But he's kind of done it interesting. A lot of like analysts I follow, their big thing is to potentially go after receivers. Because receivers hold their value for so much longer, and if you have a bunch of good receivers, you know you could trade them for running backs and whatnot. And almost all his devies are are the running backs. Well, and they get hurt all the time. Yeah, we're talking about running backs. We're talking about receivers, but I have a question for both of the uh, conversation. What do you all think about the uh, defensive players in the league? I start with I start with you, Jake. I hate man. The thing about defensive players, I think it's a great idea, like, in theory. I really like having defensive players that you can choose from and you could use them, like, for your team. So there is still strategy involved because defenses, I think, is it's it's kind of ludicrous having that, that sway. I know a lot of leagues that don't even do defense or IDP or anything like that. So the thing with defensive players is it's somewhat similar. There are so many defensive players who don't really do a whole lot in terms of scoring that actually impacts it. So, like, if you've got a cornerback, if the coverage on them is, like, they are playing incredible. They're playing lights out. They're doing so well. The quarterback's not going to throw to them. If, if it's man, you know what I mean? Sure. They're, they're not going to throw them. They're not going to get tackles. They're not going to get interceptions. They're, they're essentially going to be like a, like a zero out. And so that's why I'm not a big fan of some IDP players because it doesn't necessarily reflect some good players. Now, granted, that's more for cornerbacks. When you've got guys on the line, they're cutting through, they're getting sacks and whatnot. It's, it's a little bit different. Um, but certain players on defense make a huge difference. So there are stars. There are kind of duds. Um, I probably hate it just because it's gone overlooked in my eyes whenever I've gone through and try to pick players. Because, I mean, how many times do we make a defensive trade in the league other than Caden getting Derwin James? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I'll, I'll go a little more in detail, but I want to ask you first, Ethan. I think the points should be up by like seventy five percent or so. Like I think, I think it's an amazing idea, but it's just not worth enough. I think we need to add points for sure. Yeah, I I do agree on adding points. I see your point, Jake, and I've kind of wrestled with that. I wish uh, maybe we, we're going to look into a different platform next year. Maybe there's a platform of we increase the amount of points you get for tackles or sacks or whatever that is. But also maybe you have a – if the platform allows it a decrease in points if they allow a touchdown or a first down, or especially for, like, cornerbacks, it'd be a little bit harder for defensive linemen and linebackers. Mm-hmm. So but maybe, you, you but just maybe stack... every maybe every rushing first down is minus point, two points or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say the other way would just absolutely – nobody would draft a cornerback, like, ever. Exactly. They would, they would mean, be point, I, but they'd be pointless at that stage. So, I mean – you're, the you're biggest taking aspect, away a whole position. Yeah, the biggest aspect is to make sure that they're, you're, you still get positive enough points, like Ethan said, that it's been a factor. But mm-hmm. I will say that 
y'all are both somewhat wrong because I did a little calculation <laughs> just for the dynasty. Just for an opinion. How can we be wrong? You're always wrong if it's not my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't trade with Brian. Exactly. exactly. Least favorite person in the league. So <laughs> I did a couple stats. I wanted, to, while Easton's our special guest, I wanted to use his team based off 2021. So Easton, you had the Honey Badger last year. He scored 104.5 points. Um, he had Daniel Hunter, which is hurt most of last year, but 54.5. So I used Jake's defensive lineman instead, which is um, Greg Rousseau. He scored 79.5. And then your uh, linebacker was Devondre Campbell at 157.9. And then if you took the top three of each position, which obviously you're not going to have the top of each position, but in theory, uh, Derwin James scored 132.5. Cameron Haywood, uh, 137. And Foya Lucan is 180. If you would have had all three of those players, you would have scored roughly about 133 more points more last year, which would have actually resulted into two more wins for you. However, you would have still lost out by five points to make the playoffs. Just Ryan, real, the, real, real quick, how many how many games did we play last year? Uh, this is divided throughout the entire um, – we had 17 weeks, 14 regular season. So you're saying that like – one second. I don't have a calculator on me right now. I'm doing terrible math. So, like, for Hayward, what is that? Is that, like, 28 points over the course of 14 weeks difference? Cameron uh, Hayward uh, versus who? So, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going back to the list. Oh, sorry. Dur- so, Duran James versus Honey Badger. So, that's, is that for the whole year, 132? That's for the, that's for the whole year. So, about Derwin yeah, James so I mean, scored about two points more per game. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, two points more a game. The difference on that is, I don't want to say negligible, but it's close. I mean, if you if you take that out between all three players, like you're saying, the number one overall guy versus, an, like, an average guy. For the entire year, you're losing out with all three of those, like, maybe maybe six to seven points a week. Well, yeah. if, you say that, if you say it that way, I guess, with how close these get. It would be 7.8 points per game. Now, at the same time, I, I do agree. You're not going to have the top players throughout, or of each position. So, I guess that brings back to Ethan's point of I personally do agree that the defensive players should be worth more, but they do mm-hmm. mean something because he would have resulted in two more wins last year if he had mm-hmm. the top dog of each position. I feel yeah. like, having, like the difference between me having my – like average defensive players compared to the best, it should be more of a difference than eight points a game. I and I do agree with that. I I have started to look at this a little more, and I mean, if you look at Derwin James, one hundred thirty-two point five, Hayward one thirty-seven, Nafoya Lucon, I think we need to figure out how to way to get the defensive backs a little more points and the defensive line yeah. more points. I agree with that. Because I think the linebackers sit at 180 is a solid number, 10, 11 points. That's a starter worth. That's like, that's what you're, that's what you expect out of a flex. It's a difference so, maker. It, it can be, yeah, they can make a difference week in, but, week out. But I do agree that we got to figure out how the best players of the safe or the defensive backs and the defensive linemen, how they're able to score points more. My, my only viewpoint on that, Brian, is more so just like a, why, why you watch fantasy football. 
you watch fantasy like you watch football to watch like the offensive players go like go to work so you can actively watch um you can actively watch Tyreek Hill catch a bomb you're like oh yeah that's awesome when you're watching defense I mean you could still see a guy make a tackle but it's just not as it's not as interesting do you think that potentially increasing these points will make it more fun to watch the defenses play like, I think it. Like I think watching it would. Denver play against the 49ers, and it was an absolute just. It was so sad to watch with defense yeah, I, scoring being more. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's my guy. I'll keep an eye on him." Yeah, I think so. I think I think the biggest thing is how do we get? Maybe interceptions are worth more, and sacks are worth more. That's really the only way I can see this going. Of how we're going, like let's say a sack's worth six, seven points, like that. I mean, that in reality, that's a. That's a touchdown for a we, defensive player. Do we have points for pressures? Uh, we do, I don't think we have points for pressures. I know we have sacks and tackle for yeah. losses. Assisted tackles and all yeah. that. I'm not so disagreeing. I, I'm glad we talked about it. <laughs> I think I, there could be something done to make it more exciting for defensive players. Yeah, I think they do matter, but I think there is some work to be done still for sure. Mm. Um. I, and to go off of that, Jason did beat Caden this week solely because defensive players, because I think he scored like 15 more than him in defensive yeah. players. And um, so Caden could have gotten his first win, but didn't. Um, so I guess it does matter, but I think we need to make the defensive players more like the linebackers. Mm-hmm. I will, I guess to recap this out, uh, Ethan, do you have any uh, fun plans on Sunday this week? I mean, going to poker night or poker day, I guess. Poker day, poker day. Uh, Do you have any expectations for that? I mean, I'm going to win. Do you know how to play poker, Easton? Yes. Of course. Oh, good. Um, Hopefully hopefully you put a beat down on Brian. Oh, I'm the go to poker. I'm pretty sure me and Brian have played like two or three times before, and I don't think he's ever beaten me. I think we played – Three times. I think I beat you once. I think you're two and one against me. Uh, okay. I'm excited to see the results from it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, fun, it's a fun group that's all getting together. I'm kind of sad because I got that wedding, so I can't go to it. Because I've never met Yash, Ryan. Uh, I, I also never seen Chris. I don't know if Chris is going or not, but I've never seen them in person. Is Yash going? Yash is going. Correct. My mortal enemy. <laughs> you just said he was your top three favorite people in the league. Not actually, it was a metaphor. I hate so, this. so, Ethan, why is he your mortal enemy? Oh, the trades we have made. Is that, Honestly, is that he, he's just, he's just, he's just my mortal enemy because he said I'm his mortal enemy. So I mean, we're picking Drake have, London. The feeling just has to be mutual. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> so just because there's there's that animosity between the two of you. So, Brian, that means no matter what, like wherever each one of them is ranked, which they both should be playoff teams, uh, the matchup of the week will always be Easton and Yash if they ever play against each other. <laughs> yes. It'll be a rivalry. Mm-hmm. That'll be – are they different pods? Is that right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we'll have it'll, – it'll be rivalry week for them whenever it gets through. <laughs> just for the I, – I have a whole podcast just about the matchup and the rivalry. Yeah. We'll have, a, yeah. we'll have a separate podcast where you get both of you guys on just to do some trash talking beforehand. And then we'll have the winner come on, and that way they could just absolutely smoke the guy who lost and just talk as much crap as possible. Do you, do you know, have any? Uh, do you know ahead. what week I play him in? Um, I can do a little look up real fast. Uh, so, so, Easton, uh, Brian is our stat guy 
Uh, he's, he's pretty quick with the old numbers. So usually if I don't know anything, I just ask Brian. He looks it up pretty quick. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good fellow. Week five. Week five. So that's next Oh, week. baby. It's next week. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for rivalry week round, round four. <laughs> well, Ethan, do you have any uh, closing remarks before we let you go? Uh, I mean, just watch me win the league. Three years in a row. <laughs> four years said in Ricky in a row. was winning the league this yeah, year. Yeah, but not this year because if a quarterback gets hurt, you're not willing to make a trade for another one. Yeah, but if they stay healthy, I mean, you never know. I'm gonna be the dark horse. I like I like what Easton's doing. He's pinning his himself as the underdog, so he can have a story if he does win <laughs> as as a top as a top fourteen. <laughs> no one expected me to be the winner at the beginning of the year, but now I'm in the conversation. Yeah, because it was just like everybody. I think everybody just voted for Ryan, basically. Yeah, yeah we right. just handed it to Ryan. This will be by far the longest podcast we've done so far. Uh, yes. I'm not going to listen to this again before I post it, so I cannot wait to see how this turns out. Uh, Easton, thanks for hopping on, bud. It was a lot of fun to get to yeah, uh, talk to you, you with your team. Oh, of course. We'll have to do it again sometime. Brian, yeah. you got anything else, bud? No, I don't have anything else. Just uh, look forward to it and look forward to getting back to 500 this week. <laughs> fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed, right? Yes, fingers <laughs> crossed. Don't have high hopes, but we'll see.